Dating Skills Review, the central source for dating advice for men, presents Dating Growth Insider. Hey, this is Angel Donovan at Dating Skills Review with Dating Skills Podcast. Today we have David Tian, uh, who is also known as the Asian rake and he's from aura dating he's based in singapore and interestingly he's also known as dr date which is kind of like the the hitch of of singapore and he's a minor celebrity i mean he's been in a lot in the news there and everything and he's in a, even as um people kind of follow him around sometimes so it's got a kind of kind of funny twist to it there um he's actually you know a doctor of asian studies and was a professor at national university of singapore for philosophical psychology and Asian philosophy. So, you know, he has, he has a really good academic, rigorous background into the whole area of Asia and psycho- Asian like culture and psychology. Um, and that's something that he's used with, you know, his dating coaching business, uh, which, which has helped him. So it's really good to have someone with a very rigorous background and a lot of experience. Um, and, you know, he's been coaching since 2007. Hey, David, how are you doing? Hey, great. Great to be here. Thanks for the uh, invitation. Yeah, no, no um, problem. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool, too, because, um, you know, you, uh, you've had quite a, a bit of experience in Asia as well, so it's, it's really nice to be able to talk to a guy who understands the, the issues that are unique to this part of the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course, like, we kind of go back a little bit. Um, when, when, when did you go to China? I think I, uh, my, my first year there was in 2003. I was. I moved in '05. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah so that, that's kind of how we know each other as well, because we've been in China and you know Asia for a while. Um, so you know, obviously steeped in experience um, um, <laughs> and, and much learnings. Yeah. Actually, on this podcast, I think you're getting the two most experienced guys for China um, <laughs> in the English-speaking world, um, anyway. And uh, so it's pretty cool to be here. Yeah, yeah, and what one and one other thing I just thought you know sh- should really add is that you know you're ethnic Chinese, you're you're from Canada, um, but you're actually ethnic mm-hmm. Chinese, so that's kind of that angle. And I'm kind of white, so you know we got kind of different perspectives here as well, I guess from uh, from from that perspective. Um, yeah. So that's something we can talk a bit about today, which might be a bit interesting also. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so like what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about uh, Asian women because you know it's it's a bit it's a you know quite quite a topic, especially since the kind of like the rise of China and the rise of Asia, and it's been getting a lot more popular um, in the news and everything. Um, obviously, there's like you know Asian women everywhere. There's like the, the ethnically Asian in the U.S. And, and in the U.K. and in Western countries, um, and then there's the Asian women in, in Asia. Um, who are, you know, kind of like original and they have a, a kind of different set of culture and so on. Um, so, you know, for guys who are interested in, in Asian women, whether they be in Western, West, Western countries or in Asia, um, that's kind of the topic we're going to be looking into because it's a bit different um, mm-hmm. and, and things. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to dive straight into the topic here um, with basically, you know, is are the Asian women and... and are Asian women, like culturally, ethnically, uh, Asian women and Western women different, or are they all the same? Because you get different opinions on this. You know, what, what is your take on this, David? Yeah, I, I think there's a big difference, uh, but that difference, um, it, can make a, it can make a big difference when a guy's trying to hook up or uh, get a relationship going. Um, but they, it's a good idea to keep in mind that most of the psychology that we're basing, um, or at least I'm basing, uh, my dating skills training on is coming from evolutionary psychology. So there, that um, what I like to tell guys in Singapore and throughout Asia is that the influence of culture versus the influence of millions of years of evolution uh, is is minuscule. You know, so um, every woman everywhere wants a guy who's confident, who's charismatic, who's dominant, yep. who has a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And so those are those don't change, but those the little bit, the five percent that is different can make a big difference at crucial points. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is important to understand um, the culture, and especially if you're in Asia or if it's um, a woman who's surrounded by other Asians who are still thinking very much in, along the lines of an Asian culture, mm-hmm. um, then there are some really, there are some really um, big points that could really trip you up later on. Great. Yeah, so, yeah, totally. So, I mean, when we're talking about Asia, are all Asians 
the same Korean, Japanese, Chinese, Thai, you know, because... Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that question. See, it only comes from a guy who really knows Asia, who's been to Asia, because when, when you're in the West, you just think Asian food, or, or the worst in Toronto, people say, hey, what do you want to eat? Do you want to go <laughs> ethnic? I'm like, what the hell does ethnic mean, right? <laughs> oh, you mean like not hamburgers and burgers and, and pizza? Oh, I get it. But anyway, so, yeah, Asia, um, you know, I did my patient in the Asian Studies Department, and even there we felt a pretty big divide between South Asia which is mainly uh, represented by India mm. and the surrounding countries there, yeah. and Southeast Asia, and then East Asia. So most of my research has been on East Asia, which means China, Japan, and Korea primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think they're the most represented in pop culture and in in uh, America, at least. Yes. Um, but there is a huge Filipino and Vietnamese community, bigger um, in America, that's bigger than any the Japanese or Korean community. Huh. Um, but most people don't realize. Uh, the Vietnamese culturally are quite close to the Chinese, um, but the Fili- Filipino um, is an interesting mix of a lot of different um, cultures uh, down there in the Southeast Asia. So me being now in Singapore, mm-hmm. I've become very aware of the fact that there are a lot of different types of Asian cultures, mm. and especially um, in Southeast Asia is the, the Muslim influence yeah. Which really throws a, throws things for a loop because in, in China that's it's hardly even present yeah. um, in the big cities. So um, my what most of what I think we're going to be talking about is applied best to East Asian women, mm-hmm. um, and and insofar as um, you know in Singapore there's quite a lot of Chinese influence, and and insofar as they they share that I think most of that is held in common. Mm-hmm. So the way I like to talk about it is in terms of the Confucian culture. <laughs> so Confucianized societies or societies within the greater Chinese cultural sphere. Yeah. So Japan and Korea, come; um, they, they take their history largely out of China. So Japan created its national identity in the 700s A.D. Mm-hmm. Um, in opposition or um, in uh, with uh, China in mind as the major, uh, the dominant culture in the area, and same with Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're always defining themselves against the Middle Kingdom of China, and, and the same goes with Vietnam in the South. Um, and and now with Singapore and Hong Kong and moving all further, the, the Chinese influence moving further south. I think it's the Confucian influence there is pretty strong. Yeah, and you know, Confucian, the whole Confucian angle has a big link to one of the, you know the, the most important really topics I guess you have to understand when it comes to Asian women is, is face. Um, yeah, yeah, the big, the big, the big one. I mean, you, the thing is, this this also gets a little bit hyped. I think the the topic of face. You know, when when you know, certainly when I first went to um, China, it was always it's always the big you know the big thing face, which I think. It, it can also be translated to things that happen in the West as well. You know, the, the face exists in, in the West as well. It's just that it's a something. I mean, for me, that that happens uh, more. Like, I you see more of it, or it's more noticeable in in the East. Like, how would you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's institutionalized in the East. It's more formally mm-hmm. recognized as as a factor. Whereas um, in the West, they, there's I think there's such an emphasis on individualism that they don't want to to admit that they're mm-hmm. affected by such things as face. But um, all people everywhere are. are. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why Dale Carnegie's book How to Win Friends and Influence People and one of the um, what was is so effective in the West and, and one of um, one of the underlying principles among the the many um, the many rules or advice he gave mm-hmm. is that um, you need to take into account how people feel about themselves in relation to other people, the, the people around them. For example, the, mm-hmm. the um, injunction, uh, that, well, the advice that you can never win a debate. Yep. And, and the reason being, even if you won the debate, you've now shamed this guy in front right. of who was listening. Yep. And so you've made him feel bad, and he, you know, so you lose a friend. <laughs> um, by, making the, by making them lose face, right? That's, that's kind exactly. of how you say it. By making them lose face, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where, where, whereas in Asia, I think it, it's because there's a name for it. I mean, there's a concept, and it's very well known and accepted. Um, it's they're more sensitive to those issues. So in in the West, maybe you you wouldn't get faulted for making somebody lose face. Mm. They would just try to be logical and rational, look at the issues. Um, but uh, in Asia, you can you, you can actually be faulted that you are acting outside of social norms or contravening social norms by making somebody else lose face. Right, exactly. So people can see, well, you did something wrong, right? Um, and so if, if you do 
do something like that wrong when you were with a girl, you know, I think it gives her reasons not to see you again or not to continue the relationship or, you know, so you can actually kind of damage the relationship a lot more easily than you could maybe in the West. Right, right. You really have to pay attention of about um, who, where, she, where she is in relation to her friends, her peers, mm-hmm. anybody who might know her. And even, um, I've discovered uh, just the hard way, people who don't know her at all. So they're just... This view that um, being in society means that you have to have a different standard of behavior. Yep. 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 So let's let's. I mean, I always think you know it's good to look at some kind of practical example, right? So right. Uh, <laughs> let's get specific. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think these abstract things can be kind of kind of kind of hard to understand. So mm-hmm. like, if if you you know say one day you're um, in a shopping center. And you, you approach a girl, and there's a whole bunch of people around. Um, you know, that not people she necessarily knows. Um, is is a face gonna come into that situation at all? Yeah. Well, the the more modernized and westernized um, Asians get, the less um, concerned about what other people think about them matters. Yeah. Um, but most Asians care a lot about what other people think of them. So. Um, I found this to be especially true in Japan and Korea mm-hmm. and in Singapore and less so much in, in China. Um, but uh, it's still there that um, she's going to be very sensitive about how if other people are looking or watching. Yeah. So if you're drawing attention to yourself. So, for instance, the um, pickup in Top Gun that Tom Cruise did, which is totally <laughs> right. You know, he grabs a microphone and starts singing and the entire bar stares at her and, and the guy's singing. Um, you know, maybe this this would be cool in the West, and they think, "Wow, this is so sweet." In in Asia, you you would basically be committing social suicide <laughs> to draw that kind of attention to a girl. Um, and even if she liked you, um, just by that that pressure you're giving her, it would just make her shut down. Right. So yeah, definitely. So I mean, so the, one of the one of the situations you kind of want to avoid is you know where lots of people are basically looking at them and looking at you, mm-hmm. interacting with them. And in, in some places, it's not normal to just walk up to people and, and approach them. Now, I can tell a funny story. I mean, this isn't totally relevant to the whole of China anymore. But uh, when I first got to Shanghai in uh, 2003, I remember approaching one girl. And, I, you know, I approached many. And this actually repeated itself many times. Um, and, you know, walking up, walking next to her in the street, I just start talking to her, which is completely unknown and people start looking at her right there's quite a lot of people around so like mm-hmm. the first rule of that is like if you're going to talk to someone in the street and um you know and maybe it's i think shanghai is okay these days but uh some some of the other towns in in, in china which aren't quite as uh, modernized um you probably don't want to do it when there's a lot of people around you want to do it when there's mm-hmm. less people around so she feels less uncomfortable about it and so i remember that girl was just like uh, she was just like, ah, oh, I don't know you. You're a stranger. You don't talk to me, you know? And I was like, uh, are, you, are you serious? And she's like, oh, don't, don't, I'm, you're a stranger. You're a stranger. Don't talk to me. And I was really confused by that because, uh, you know, it was just something I'd never seen before. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Well, that's like, do we have to ask our parents for permission to talk to people now? And I was like, oh, no, it's the boogeyman stranger kind of effect, right? Yeah. Um, so I kind of thought that was funny. Yeah. So... so uh- Actually, um, what I've found a good adjustment in Asia is to start off with something really innocuous. Like um, if you're doing street approaches, if you ask for time or directions, like if you ask for directions and it looks like you're a tourist, which if you're a foreigner, probably people would just accept that, especially if you start with English, then people won't be looking or staring because they won't think, oh, it's a pickup. They think, oh, it's just some lost tourist, right? Um, So that'll that'll allow her to let her guard down as far as face goes. And then you can proceed... Um, more normally. Or here's another um, example that we could do. I like to wait at red lights <laughs> and then as people start crossing the road, that's when you open her. So everyone's walking already. So she'll just stop and, and then no one will be looking at her because everyone's going to be busy trying to get across the road. Excellent. Yeah, that's a nice one. That's, I wouldn't have thought of that one. <laughs> timing. <laughs> it's all timing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, another... so, you know, well, that, I mean, this is ex- actually very, very practical and useful advice here. It's about timing and, you know, being aware of your environment um, so mm-hmm. that, you, you know, you don't put social pressure on her, which is going to negatively affect the situation. Um, right. So pay attention. Yeah. you really got to pay attention to that factor. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're in a, a bar or a club, um, you really need to. Uh, 
fo focus a lot on positioning and getting mini isolation so that her back is to her peer group yes. if you're going to escalate physically in any way. Because so, otherwise she's going to be super sensitive about what her friends are thinking about her. And this is true, I think, everywhere in the world, but I think it's especially true in Asia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's kind of like it's magnified, right? Um, and I think, I think the great thing, you know, I learned in Asia was I learned about these things on a more subtle level because you have to. Um, and then when you, go, you come back to the West, you actually see these things become really powerful because now right. you see, like, kind of in more depth how women are because you've noticed these subtle things and now you can see them but yeah. because they were magnified in Asia. Yeah. You know what the, the way I think about it is? When you go back to New York or, or Toronto or L.A., you can be messy. Yeah. You know, like, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. You can let go, be loose, and, and shit happens, and, and, you know, you touch too far, or you, you might spit at her because you had too much to drink, and you can get away with all that, whereas in Asia, you gotta, you, you, there aren't, the margin of error is not quite as large, and you really have to keep your game tight. I, yeah, I totally agree with this, and it, it's kind of interesting because, you know, I've been in Asia for the last five, six, well, I don't know, seven, seven or eight years, right, and the last year I've spent in New York and London. Uh, on yeah, you know, most of the most of the time, and I was kind of interested to see if I'd lost my, you know, kind of dating abilities for the yeah. West because it's been so long since I've been here. And in fact, you know, I just kind of really found that um, I could be more messy, and things were working a lot easier um, yeah. uh, than than in Asia. So, you know, it's it, it's really interesting how it works out like that way. Um, so mm -hmm. that's that's kind of face. Um, I guess like tied to face is the whole like social value and community factor um, and and how Asians tend to move around more in groups so how can how can that kind of affect like the way you want to organize your dating lifestyle or um... well a major mark against the foreigner coming in from nowhere and just cold approaching at clubs is that he ignores the fact that she's probably there with a big group of people mm -hmm. like if, if an Asian girl shows up at a bar by herself I think just like anywhere else in the world, but especially in Asia, she's DTF, like she's looking to hook up. And Sorry, hey man, just, what, does, what does DTF mean? Um, down to... Oh, down, down, yeah, 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 I got it. <laughs> I learned that from a girl, so um, <laughs> not being misogynistic there. But yeah, anyway, so she's, she's looking to hook up, and if you see that, capitalize it. But it's pretty rare um, for a really hot girl to be there alone at a club. Um, like if you think, you know, in China, um, they usually have these... The hottest girls are usually with rich dudes who are buying bottles, and the it's uh, the typical Chinese club is just tables after tables after tables and a tiny dance floor, mm -hmm. and th these guys are the Chinese guys are playing dice, and um, drinking because they don't dance, um, and there's just a lot of bored looking Chinese girls sitting <laughs> around the couch, <laughs> you know, but um, if you if you even if you're the hottest guy, if you you approach that group. Because of face, because of social circle yep. pressure, mm -hmm. she really can't pay you any attention. She just has to look like a bitch. Yep. Or those five-minute interactions, exchange numbers, she's totally down to meet up. As soon as she turns around, those guys are going to be in her face. The girl's going to be looking at her like, you just talked to a random um, foreigner. So I don't mean this to scare any guys off from approaching um, at, at clubs in China or at tables, um, but it's, um, it, it is a challenge. Like, uh, they're designed in order to ward off um, random people approaching them. It's sort of like when the, you know, on a chessboard, when the king, when they do that, what's it called, the, uh, the castle move, yeah. and the rook switches places with the king, um, that's sort of designed to protect the women and for there to be an intimidating presence there. Um, and... Uh, the key there is, just like with any long-term strategy, with, with um, any guy who's going to be doing this for longer than a few months, mm -hmm. is that you really need to be building a social circle um, that is, has access, will give you access to, to cool guys who know hot girls. And once you're in, it, it really just opens up much easier, especially in Asia, because that's, it's just a lot more about peer approval and because of this whole focus on face, it's just that much more important. Yeah, yeah much, 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 much more important. Yeah, I think the uh, you know the other angle is that the designs that you're reading from girls, like these bitchiness signs, like you were just talking about, um, and other signs you get from the, the the women in Asia sometimes can be very easily misinterpreted if you don't understand the culture, if you don't understand kind of the situation that's going on. So 
like in particular, one of the one of the areas I found is like where you don't feel that the girls were responding to you. You don't feel that anything is really going on, you know, and it's not moving forward. And she's, because she's not really giving any signs to you. So is, is that something you've seen a lot? Um, are, there, are there kind of less signs and you know, less, less indicators of interest to use the yeah. lingo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first um, started doing this in China, I'd been trained in America. And when I went over, I, I didn't escalate very much, and I, I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. Then there's this, I met this uh, natural who was just amazing. He's from Iran. He's a Persian guy. He's 24 at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he taught me the special type of cavemanning. It's like <laughs> I call it Asian cavemanning, which is where um, at the beginning you don't touch the girl at all. You just sort of stick your face out there, and you're, um, you're just leading with your vibe. But once she accepts your presence, mm. you then get... You, you start you can basically start cavemanning at that point so you put her, your arm around her shoulder mm-hmm. you bring her in and, and you just lead 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 um, and what I start, so I thought well I've got nothing to lose because I'm not getting anywhere I'm waiting for what I then thought of as IOIs I wasn't getting any of those so um, I might as well give this a shot and if I get slapped then I'll know I went too far <laughs> so I started doing that and then I got notes they just so when I'm talking to them, they look down, you know, or they'll look away or, mm-hmm. you know, they'll do the shy thing mm-hmm. and, or they'll look disinterested. Mm-hmm. And I'll put my arm around them and suddenly um, they kind of look at me sheepishly, but then they look back down and I can just start doing stuff. And I don't really get any, I don't get any resistance. And I'm thinking, wow, this is interesting. I've never seen this happen in, in, in Michigan. Uh, but it was, it was a lot about just understanding um, the way that, uh, I think a lot of it was the Asian romance as they grew up um like things like uh they didn't have the hollywood imprinting mm-hmm. about how a man and a woman should be courting each other yeah so they're just they're just kind of clueless about this or they've been watching um the typical asian dramas where there's the shy girl right and uh so and then yeah. and then you have like you know the guy you know if you look at those kind of dramas it's always the guy who has to do everything right um mm. and so it's I think it's it's just you know you do see this sometimes in the West and you know of course you know we're, we're, you know when we talk about Western dating you have to lead and all of this but it just becomes really really important in Asia because um, you're mm-hmm. never going to get the girl who kind of like does it does it you know take takes the situation in hand and and she's actually going to look like she's resisting if if you, right. you know if, if you don't know what you're looking for you know because a lot of guys if the girl was just standing there and she's kind of not responding and not saying anything they'll think well this girl's completely not into me uh mm-hmm. yeah but of course you, you know <laughs> sometimes that could be the case however you mm-hmm. know um oftentimes it's just as you're saying because she's shy and you know you've just got to kind of warm the situation up but i hope it takes yeah. a bit longer yeah like you'll never get well i shouldn't say never it's rarer to get a girl just looking deeply into your eyes when you first meet mm-hmm. and for her to have this deep conversation with you, getting really excited and touching you. Um, like these are things that happen pretty commonly um, as signs of interest in the West. Um, but uh, in, in traditional um, traditional cultures in Asia, um, it's too masculine to be like that. It's very masculine to stare someone down in the yep. eyes mm-hmm. and um, to to interject in the conversation or to to speak or even to to laugh loudly is considered unfeminine you know they'll cover their mouths when they're laughing um, a lot of these signs that we typically look for in the west of excitability or high buying temperature mm-hmm. are different um, so one of the big um, inner game shifts or the mindset shifts that my clients have to experience even even Asian guys in Asia yeah. um, who maybe read too much um, Western pickup stuff mm-hmm. is that um, and as long as she's there, standing there, mm-hmm. and especially if she's facing you, like direction of her hips, she's into you. Like pretty much everything she's doing is because she's into you, unless she really just walks away. Yeah. Um, she's if she's still there, just keep going and assume that she's into this. You know, you know that that point you just made there. As long as she's still there and she's like facing you, is probably the the biggest thing I learned that changed you know things uh, for me in yeah. China because it's so simple. Um, but you know, it, it kind of goes against what I, I'd learned in the West, which was, you know, you get a lot of signs, the girl starts hitting you, you know, all sorts of stuff goes on. Yeah. And now like, it's funny coming back to London and, you know, New York, because it's hyper, 
hyper obvious when a girl likes me now. Yeah. You know, it's almost, almost, like, like, it, I, it, it almost it. feels like shouldn't be showing like so so much like everyone's gonna be like seeing like how you're reacting, you know. But now <laughs> I'm overly sensitive to it, like so like I'm, Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So, then you're getting LMR. <laughs> slow down, slow down. Well, you say you say that right, but um, I, I I was in South Africa. Just like a little story here, I was I was in South Africa, and and African women are more, how would you say, more aggressive. You know, I think uh-huh. you know, just just like if you have more testosterone, you're gonna be more mm, aggressive. Right. And African women as an ethnicity have a little bit more testosterone than other women. All women have it. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of like that now, so I have a, few, a couple of African girlfriends. But uh, the first time, like, I, I approached some African girl, and she kind of, you know, she responded well, and she kind of, you know, basically got in my face. It scared the hell out of me. I was like, I'm getting LMR right now. I'm not used to it. Because like, coming from Asia, the other extreme, I was just like, what's right. going on? This doesn't, this isn't right. Like, you know, like, you, you got stuff like, oh, maybe she's a hooker in your head going, going for oh, your yeah, head. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that even throws me off in Asia because it's, what we're saying is true the majority of the time, but there, you will still find women in Asia who, um, who have defied norms, social norms throughout their lives. Um, so, they might so you'll find extremes in Asia, right? And so one of these extremes is a girl who's who's just out there and goes for what she wants. Um, and whenever I've, I've had that, the first few times I met a girl like that, I thought she was a hooker. So I was asking questions like, "Are you working? Are you working right now?" <laughs> it took like four or five times so I realized that that was pretty rude. It was like throwing away oh, totally. opportunity. Um, <laughs> did you make them lose face? <laughs> maybe just slightly. So just, 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 yeah, just to be clear, guys, if, if you ask that question in, in Asia, you know, you're probably going to make them lose face and it's going to kill everyone. <laughs> not a great question to ask. Yeah, not, a, not a great question at all. Um, so, you know, kind of related to this uh, escalation and her not showing signs is like what I've you know, thought about it is like we see Asian women is a lot more feminine. Uh, a lot of guys like the fact that, you know, the, the Asian women have a very, you know, a feminine culture, particularly in Asia still, um, you know, um, which is, you know, different, differs from the West. So some guys are attracted to that and, and they, and they like it. Um, would you say that's like kind of true? Like what, what you see in the, in the culture over there? Yeah. Um, oh. We, a lot of um, the Asian mystique around Asian women is the fact that they are so feminine. Feminine. I think they're they're hyper feminized, just like um, Asian. Uh, I mean, uh, African American males are hyper masculinized in the pop culture. Um, so that that's one of the major appeals um, meeting Asian women. Um, the more modern a woman is, in terms of you know that the stereotypical modern woman, yep. uh, you actually will find a lot of these um, office lady types in. Um, many Asian cities, and they might not be quite so feminine. And, um, but by and large, uh, yeah, we're looking at um, the shy behaviors, the the feminine body movements, um, the delicacy that they have, you know, the the way that they move. Um, that's that's pretty true. I found. Yeah, and you know, I, I think the point wait becomes important to understand is apart from the fact that you know it's 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 a very interesting characteristic and something that you know if you haven't experienced before um something you know that it's worthwhile exploring maybe um is that you know you can see that femininity and those attributes and those characteristics there's kind of like a lack of sexuality that you kind of see in the west and you know that that kind of makes you think oh she's not as you know she's not interested in sex or she's not um Mm. she's not going to be as sexual what, what mm-hmm. do you say about that? Yeah, I, I coach a, um, a lot of Asian guys, so I've, um, I think that they they too are um, a little bit more on the feminine side of things, um, just that you know as men, uh, and I think they suffer in pop culture from being overly feminized. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they understand that just the fact just because you're feminine doesn't mean you can, you can be wild and you're not wild in bed. And you know one of the one of the uh, the tropes in Western literature is the the um, what is it, the the good girl you know who turns into the bad girl in bed. Yeah. That's Madonna horror complex that we have. Yeah. And um, it's definitely fulfilled in the fantasies of men who who are chasing Asian women. Mm. And it's true. I think uh, um, the more actually the more conservative they are, often means that the more um, that they will be malleable 
when they get into the bedroom. Whereas the ones who re, uh, release all of their sexual energy in the, in the club or the way they dress um, might not be quite so energetic. Once they, I mean, it's sort of like they've, they've pent this, they have all this pent up sexual energy uh, that, you know, and, and, and in any society where, they're, where it's a little bit repressed in some way, yep. that's sexually repressed, then when you're actually getting them behind closed doors and the taboos are allowed, um, it gets even more, that much more extreme. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, and it's it's you know one of one of one of the great things uh, about um, Asia, you know, Asia, I think, is that you know you have that juxtaposition. I, I think where you know, so you know, if you have an Asian, you know, if you're in Asia and you have an Asian girlfriend and you're thinking that you know that the sex should be kind of more traditional or that you you shouldn't be doing some things, you, you're probably wrong. And she probably wants you know, she probably mm -hmm. actually wants the exact opposite. So you're kind of reading that wrong because of the outer image. Um, and right. as you say, yeah, the repression is a, is a big thing. It really does come out in great ways, um, in great energetic ways. Um, so mm -hmm. it's some, something that you'd kind of be denying her if you don't take control. Yeah, I think you do have to lead more though. Yeah. Like she needs to know that she has permission to be this way because oh. her society is has looked down on that sort of behavior for so long. Um, That's an excellent so, point. Yeah, you do have to be more dominant there. Right, and I, I guess it's setting the frame because, you know, judging people, like, you know, in, in the West, we mm, talk about, like, yeah. you should never judge girls, right? And you should never ju judge them in a relationship and stuff because, you know, it's, 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 it doesn't allow for open communication and, and, and the development of a relationship. Um, mm -hmm. In Asia, I'd say this is even more important, and you actually, what I... What I do, I don't know if you do this. Like, I, I've got a Korean girlfriend at the moment, and um, she's she's you know she's quite young, so she mm -hmm. she, she actually hasn't had many sexual experiences. Um, so, she, the I made a very proactive um, stance to you know open her mind sexually when when we when mm. we got together, and I, I've been completely unjudging and very open and talk about everything very openly so that she can follow that frame. You know, you're kind of leading mm -hmm. with the frame. You're saying, hey, it's all right to talk about all this stuff, right? And at first, they give a bit of resistance because socially it's not what, you know, they, they've learned in the past. But, you know, if you just, you know, you stay very relaxed about it, you don't judge her about anything, and you say everything's cool, mm -hmm. and, you know, then she'll really get into it. And it's amazing how she's blossomed into this extremely passionate, you know, young girl. <laughs> nice. Yeah, a big part of talking about sex um, well, sexual topics in Asia is just to be very clinical about it. Like mm -hmm. you never want to show that it's because you're horny or anything, right? Or um, or doing it just behind behind her back, mm -hmm. uh, but to just be, hey, this is something that adults do. Check this out, and what yeah. do you think? And and then just talking about it as a ma in a very matter of fact tone, um, making it look like the the frame is that this is a normal part of adult life. You know, what's wrong with people? You know, who, I don't understand people who don't get this, and. Um, that that's that'll really open. I mean, that's part, also the advantage of for them dating foreigners because if they've dated a foreigner, if they're dating a foreigner, that means they've taken that step to accepting a new world. And then that it's not they haven't defined the boundary of where that new world ends. <laughs> and part of this new world is often um, sexual, right? So they're open to experiencing new foods, new dress, new culture, new language, and new sexual um, uh, techniques or um, sexual behavior. Yeah, yeah, and you you kind of brought up a, like a topic you know that we haven't touched on, which is which is becomes more important as you go to less how would you say less internationalized places, is that if you're a foreigner, and you know as we were saying earlier, um, if, if you approach a girl, but if you're a foreigner, it's going to have a bigger impact because it's more unusual, right? So there's going to mm -hmm. more social pressure on her, and if she starts actually dating a foreigner, there is it's kind of a big step for her. Um, in, mm -hmm. in terms of doing something different, right? Because she's expected to kind of like date date the locals, so she's already kind of standing out. She might not feel comfortable with that at first, and you have to be aware of it. Right, right. Just so we go back to our very first concept we were talking about with face. Yep. Just dating a foreigner, like being seen with one hand in hand, or on some kind of date-like activity, um, or even actually not even a date-like activity, just um, being you know looking like your close friends. Um, is a social statement. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's still the case, I think, in Korea and Japan and China, even though these are very modernized uh, places. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, you could still, as a foreigner, uh, you still have to be aware of that dynamic of the outsider-insider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does this, does this apply to ethnic Chinese like yourself? Or 
Is it, is well, it more see, we get, <laughs> Spectre? Yeah, we get until we open our mouths, <laughs> we get we can go <laughs> under the radar. Um, but uh, you know, we dress differently we, right. depending on how you dress. If, but we can uh, look just like the locals. Um, but uh, you know, it's, if they see hear us talking together. Um, but the other thing too is if you're so for those Asian guys who are thinking about meeting women in their heritage country, yeah, um, it's it's a really big plus there for you because the what the locals will think is isn't that you're a foreigner they'll treat you as a local who's coming back so i kept getting that everywhere in china and taiwan you know oh um you know you're one of ours they keep reminding me that you know you're you're chinese and it's so nice to have you back in our country um and they they'll even thank the girl for rescuing me back <laughs> from the west <laughs> um, and keeping me here uh, where he belongs sort of thing um <laughs> But, uh, you know, if, if I'm meeting women in Japan uh, and dating a Japanese girl, I don't think I'd, I'd um, benefit from that <laughs> association. Right, uh, right, yeah. So that's just a, yeah, a minor, a minor uh, benefit for me there. <laughs> yeah, um, I, but, I, I, think, I think it's interesting you bring that up because, I mean, in, in, like, obviously, if you're going to a place like uh, China the, with the socioeconomic background, um, a lot of people mm. are making less money than you, which isn't necessarily true in, in Shanghai today. There's, there's you know, there's, yeah. there's some people well, that, do very well for themselves. That brings up a really great point because we were talking about um, the misconception that Asian girls are easy. And we started off with yes. talking about how you have to uh, maintain face. And we we're talking about how um, when we go back to the West, we can be sloppy. Yep. Um, and uh, so... I think one of the reasons why we, there's this misconception is because it's formed in the West when Westerners are hitting on tourists or foreign students, you know, who are there to have an experience, sort of like a spring break experience. Um, but also for those men who go to third world countries. So China used to be one of those, I'd say, in the, the 90s, definitely, um, in the, and in the early part of the 2000s, and even now in some of the smaller cities, where girls are looking for a passport out or plane ticket you know so you have that girls looking for a husband um and if this can be this can make it very easy for you to, to hook up um if you're if you're a white guy uh, or a foreign guy um but uh in the big cities like shanghai even if they're making a lot less than you the girls um there are guys that so the hottest girls will be hounded like will will be looking for the top one percent guy right the top you know and in in shanghai with 20 million people or more we're not even talking the top 1% guy because that's a shitload of people. <laughs> We're talking about the top 0.1% guy yep. or, or higher who, um, and you know, who, who has the means and um, the connections. And it's, uh, it's usually pretty tricky nowadays for a foreigner to come into Shanghai and show off his wealth. Yep. If, he's, if he's not able to do that in New York, he's not going to be able to do that in Shanghai. Yeah, because it's expensive, right? I mean, if if you want to yeah. take on these tables, you know, you know, it's it's got the whole bottle service concept down, right? Same right. as the same way well, as uh, yeah. the U.S. The bottles are going to be cheaper than than in the states uh, generally, but that doesn't mean you can compete because <laughs> the, the the guy next to you, the Chinese dude next to you, will have three magnums, three cannons, you know, um, yeah. and it's going to have a Hummer waiting for him outside. Ex so, exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's quite amazing the amount of wealth wealth there. So you know, obvi obviously, and it's I think it's also fair to say that you know the socioeconomic background of someone is actually kind of more important in that environment because it's something that's been scarce, mm, you know, yeah. for so long. So you know, China is just China is everyone in China is focused on building wealth right now, right? All of my Chinese friends. Um, you know, they're building their empires and, you know, the same reason we went there kind of like, you know, it was, it was the China gold rush, right? So we, everyone went there. It's about investment. It's about business. And, you know, and so, you know, they're, they're all excelling in that, in that area where, you know, before basically there wasn't, there wasn't all this capital. There wasn't all this money. Everyone was, mm -hmm. was kind of the same. Um, so it's really a differentiating factor now. Um, so you, I think you do see, you know, not in a bad way, but it is something that's important and, um, your security, what they call a, you know, security, is also seen as important. So, are you financially stable? Mm. So, you can get uh, more judged on it. And I, I think what what some foreigners like go wrong is like some, kind of like the, they, they they you know they come to Shanghai and they they don't have a lot of wealth. They don't they don't see that aspect of it. And mm -hmm. um, they you know when it were a girl, to, they're, they're not seeing that element play out. And yeah, so sometimes right. you have to. You know, if you don't have that kind of money, you have to compensate in other ways.
Yeah. Yeah, that, actually, that's a really great point. It's one that I don't like to dwell on because um, I'd have to end up admitting that Asian societies are extremely materialistic. <laughs> and, but, but I've noticed this. I, I see dating coaches coming in from overseas, from America, from, from London and the U.K., and they want to do, for instance, daytime um, approaches, and they're dressed in a T-shirt and jeans, yep. and they're approaching yeah. outside the Gucci and the Pradas. Right, right. And immediately, you know, for daytime, you have to make them stop. So your first impression is actually really important. And uh, I've seen them get waved away. You know, like, no, they don't even give them the time of day. Yeah. And uh, largely, they don't even get to have their game. Like, they can't even get a word out. Yep. And it's because they just don't look high value. Yep, yep, yep. It's, it's very, your appearance is very, your first impression is, is very important in, in those scenarios. Uh, mm -hmm. So Yeah. Because also there's... Um, like so, even in New York, there are subcultures of like the hippies and yep. the people who are into the Buddha and meditation, and so they don't want to seem materialistic. But in Asia, there's there isn't a strong anti-materialistic strain. That's true. Yeah, there's not there's nothing to stop it. Like so, it, right. it kind of it lets itself out more because you don't have that kind of social barrier pushing back on it. Totally. Yeah, and people are just proud of it. They, they just don't right. see why it could be wrong to want fifty LV bags or whatever. You right. Know, um. <laughs> I mean, I just about the way, you know, I think it's just you know a question of like economic development, right? Uh, the, the, the Western right. countries went through economic development earlier, so they went through. You know, we used to talk mm -hmm. about the yuppies, right? Um, in England, right. I don't know if you had that in the U.S., but mm -hmm. yuppies were the guys who did exactly the same, right? In the U.S., yeah. they had all this money, they were throwing it around, and you know, and it was a known segment, right? And yeah, China and these other places are just going through that same. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, that's less the case in Japan. Like you're right, because Japan's yeah. been having exactly. wealth for much longer, and they have a lot of cool subcultures, like the skaters, and, and you know, they have a lot of cool subcultures. But uh, yeah, in China, and, and even in Taiwan, a buddy of mine just went there, and he was like really shocked that it wasn't working the way it usually does for him in the West. Um, yeah, well, uh, you know, you might be hearing all these Asian girls are easy, but uh, when you're aiming for the hottest girls, um, the kind of competition that you're dealing with uh, will often put you into the status and power and money um, uh, uh, race. And um, you, you need to just get your foot in the door. So it doesn't take that much to just be presentable and for her to give you a chance. And then you can let your game, as far as your verbal and, uh, and nonverbal uh, skills, take over. Uh, but you, gotta, you have to look the part. Yeah, to 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 totally. Uh, all right, so, you know, David, this, is, this has been a great talk. I just want to touch on one thing before, before we go, because we spoke about this being important, uh, you know, before we started this, was a calibrating touch mm, uh, with, yeah. with Asian women. Yeah. Well, this came to a head very recently for me last month, a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, I was at this, this club, um, and my, my girlfriend was there. And uh, we were in different parts of the club because we were working. She's a, she's a coach as well. We were working with different people. Yep. So she was um, dancing with her cousin and her cousin's boyfriend on the dance floor. And um, this group of five or six guys who I later realized were from um, a small-time dating skills company and locally yep. um, has surrounded them and we're trying to we're, we're shouting hug 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 so I don't know if you might notice this technique um, from other uh, coaches but um, you know this is this is not that uncommon mm -hmm. um, so to exert the peer pressure and just make it happen so they're doing hug 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 but they had surrounded them and um, it's important to realize that attractive women in their childhood and youths have all experienced some level of sexual trauma you know, like um, so maybe some uh, family member got too frisky with them or, or some teacher or something. And um, to, ink, to to trigger any of those anchors is really bad. Mm -hmm. So one way to trigger that anchor is to surround them with guys. And it was towards the end of the night, so the dance floor wasn't super crowded. So, um, <clears throat> so they just kept ignoring them, trying to ignore them. And then after a while, the, I guess the guys realized they weren't going to get a hug. So he grabbed uh, my girlfriend's wrist like forcibly trying to and said come with me and started walking and dragging her along. wow so she shook off his <laughs> his hand and said um uh, you know i know exactly what you guys are doing and you suck and then um, <laughs> you know, she basically told him you know have you heard of aura dating academy <laughs> like, oh yeah i'm one of the coaches um and then he's like oh yeah oh yeah um 
he tried to pretend like he didn't know, but then he's like, oh, yeah, David's outside. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, the, you never get, the boyfriend never gets any respect, but whatever. <laughs> so uh, this is, what was interesting to me was those five or six guys, they were all Singaporean, but they were trained under this guy from a small-time co- company mm. who the head of that company is based in Texas. Right. Uh, and you can do this. Like we were saying, it can be sloppy in America. You can, you can caveman yep. a lot harder. You can, you can grab a girl over your shoulder right. and you know, put her over your shoulder and walk out and laugh. Yep. You can pick a girl up and swing her around on the dance floor in the West um, in, many, in many places, not, not all. But, mm-hmm. um, but uh, in Asia, um, you know, there, there's, a lot, there's a much bigger polite zone. People are used to um, paying more attention to personal space. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, as you're, you're saying this, uh, what I'm thinking is, I mean, uh, like, tell me if this is nonsense or whatever, but you know, the way I'm thinking of it is it's kind of like um, in Asia, the, it's, it's like they're, they're high, you should approach girls like they're higher value than they are, like compared mm-hmm. to the West. Right. Whereas in the West, you can be more sloppy with, with, with their social values. So, you know, right. if you approach girls like they're celebrities, Right. right. In, in Asia, right. you're going to do really well because you're going to get past mm-hmm. all of these politeness and all of these. Because it's all I, it's kind of like Asians are more socially sensitive as well. So they kind mm-hmm. of get this. They have a greater social intuition. And so you can lower your value quite, quite easily. And oh, yeah, mess it totally. Up. Yeah. Right. They're much more socially sensitive. Um, so, yeah, if, if you treat a woman with respect, you know, you'll do really well. One of the, the first times I learned this was um, back in 2006. Six. Um, I met the, so that Iranian guy I was telling you about. Um, mm-hmm. He's a, a maid, like he's the type of guy where we walk into a club. I get a text message. I look down at my phone, check my phone. I look up, and he's making out with some girl. Yep. Or he's pulled off into the bathroom and comes out of the bathroom five minutes later. <laughs> like, wow, that was quick. Um, and anyway, uh, so when I, the first uh, in the first week we went out, um, we were talking to this girl, and she had a necklace. She had a really interesting pendant. So I. I pulled on the pendant and took a look at it. Now, this is a normal thing to do just to, you know, because there's this idea that you want to get Kino or yep. you want to get touch early on. Yep. So some guys just like, oh, I got to touch her, and that's their mentality. So that was mine back then, too. So I grabbed him like, oh, cool, I got to touch her a little bit. <laughs> you know, and then he slapped my hand right in front of her, right, right in front of her. He's like, don't touch her. And I'm like, what? And then he, so he puts his hands in front of him, like sort of like a schoolgirl pose, right. like covering his crotch, and leans forward with sticking his, his lips out and says, I'm in love with you. <laughs> I'm in love with you. And she didn't know what he was saying. So she says to me in Chinese, um, So it's like, he wants to make love with me? And then I told him that. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to make love with you. I'm in love with you. <laughs> and then, so then they went off later, um, the two of them. So I was like, well, okay, this is interesting. So I'm not supposed to, so he doesn't touch at the beginning, like I was saying, right? Yeah, um, yeah. He's very respectful of their space and everything, mm-hmm. but he just puts himself out there. Um, yeah. It's this very specific style, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I took that lesson to be um, that you don't need to get touch early and often in Asia if you get attraction. Right. And right. I think you, you can get that attraction more easily with the verbal communication and, mm-hmm. and so yeah. on, if, if, if you're doing yeah. it well. Tonality and eye contact. and All, Almost because, you know, you're talking about repression earlier um, in sexuality. You know, I remember one right. of the things I found was that, you know, I would kind of like, you know, game a girl in, in China for a little while. And she'd, she'd look like, you know, she'd have the shy look, but not really reacting. And then after a little while, she'd kind of like explode in emotion. Right. Mm, and yeah, I kind totally. of saw it as like it was this repressed. It was, it was, it was kind of like that repressed emotion that would eventually spill out, and then it's okay to start kinoing in. Uh, oh, that's great! Yeah, talking. yeah, that's right. So um, you, you build up the sexual tension mm. as well. So if you if you just get that eye contact and the the sexual thoughts going, but you don't touch her yet, mm-hmm. when you finally do, she explodes. Right, right. So I'll give you. I mean, this is really interesting. This is way back in 2003 when this first happened to me. I was just like, "What's going on?" Right. <laughs> I was uh, actually on. Uh, was it Nanjing Shilu? And I was in. Uh, what's that? Plaza 66, right? Uh, uh, yeah, which is yeah. which is you know the the the, the big uh, luxury kind of brands place. And it was this girl, and so I approached her in Starbucks. So it was it was an easier situation to talk to to her. So not on the street back in those days. Mm. Um, and we're talking, and I'm just like 
you know, I'm just doing my thing, talking, 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 talking away. And she's just kind of sitting there, and she's drinking her coffee or whatever. And, you know, this goes on for a while. At about 15 minutes or 20 minutes into it, right, she hadn't really said anything. All of a sudden she goes, you're so cool! Right? Like that. Right? And I was just like, what happened, right? Because, you know, she hadn't like, shown any sign of all, all of a sudden, boom, the emotions kind of spilled out. Yeah. So what you don't see is the kind of, you know, in the West, they'll start touching you immediately and everything. Mm, Sometimes in in the East, it does spill out eventually and it kind of comes out in more of a burst. I mean, that's an extreme example. I don't want to say that everyone's like that. Um, But, you know, that's that's kind of of how it can happen. Yeah. It's also the, yeah, it's like, it's the romantic ideal in Asia, too. Like, you see this in the Western, uh, in Western societies, Western movies, that there's this chummy, chummy, friends vibe between a guy and a girl mm-hmm. whereas in asia that that um kind of relationship is much more rare yeah to have like a chummy chummy guy girl friend going on so um when a guy and a girl are together there's still this awkwardness and and part of that is that they haven't lost the sexual attention because you know when a guy and a girl get really chummy they're touching each other hugging each other but it's platonic right so maybe the guy's frustrated but the yep. girl feels no sexual tension at all yep. um but for in asia it's still because of that traditional and the, because of the repression um there there there's that underlying like this boiling underneath of sexual tension um and it's really cool because you can see this in in the asian cinema uh, asian movies too. yeah totally there's that yeah the, the girl looks down and she's quiet and silent until you know the, the moment uh, arrives you know so yeah, I, I enjoy that. It's a, uh, um, I do you know, too. It's it's a lot more of like the back in the Victorian days when you're, you know you're you're able to exploit that. Yep. All right, I'm coming back to Asia next month, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. So soon. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it took you so long. I know. So yeah, but it was good to see the West again to yeah, and see what yeah. it's like out. So that you could appreciate Asia even more. Exactly. <laughs> Right. Not, put, not putting, if, wherever you are around the world, um, you know, I, I, I love all countries. So, you know, I've, I've lived around and I absolutely love all countries differently, but there's definitely something to be said for yeah. nature. And but come visit us in Singapore and uh, in Thailand and uh, wherever we are, China. Totally. Just look us up. Um, David, this has been an amazing call. You know, tons of really interesting yeah, things here, um, that I've never seen written or, you know, published anywhere. So, um, you know, I'm sure it's got a lot of value for the guys. And, uh, yeah, great. Looking forward to seeing you, man. All right, yeah, me too. Thanks thanks for the invitation. I can't wait to, to hook up again. You can find out more about today's podcast and dating instructor on Dating Skills Review. Google Dating Skills Review or Dating Skills Podcast and you'll be there. For first-timers on the podcast, Dating Skills Review is the largest database of dating advice on the planet. If it exists, we have it. Before you do anything else, read anything else, listen to anything else about dating, sex, or attraction, download our free manual, Fast Track, Seven Rules to Get Good with Women in Months, Not Years. You can download it right from the Dating Skills Review homepage. That's datingskillsreview.com. It will teach you the best-in-class learning strategy that the top dating instructors in the world have used to get good with women. Readers say it's flawless. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and give us a five-star review. Those reviews help to increase our iTunes ranking and spread the word. Dating Skills Review wouldn't be what it is today without your feedback and support, so a big thanks there. This is Angel Donovan from Dating Skills Review. Get working on those skills hard this week because next week we're taking another step up to mastering your dating life. This interview was brought to you by Dating Skills Review. Dating Skills Review is the Amazon.com of dating advice for men. If it exists, we have it. We help you find the best advice fast, so you can get good with women in months, not years. Find us at www.datingskillsreview.com.